Okay, we shall continue our sermon sessions in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, and the portion of our uh, session will be found from verses 39 through 56. 39 through 56. And thus far in this witnessed inspired account, we have recognized Zacharias and Elizabeth to have a child named John. And we have also recognized the account which reveals Mary and Joseph to have a child named Jesus. And in such lowly, humble locations, with a lowly and humble household, things that might have seen, or things that might have uh, seemed impossible, if you will, have become now possible through God. You see, John and Jesus were not born within the lineage of prestige, luxury, or positions of power, socio-politically, in the kingdoms of men. And that is most important in our principle to recognize that God utilizes all facets of human experience, and more so in times of will, His will, among the humble, among those who would have been categorized as not important in the community all that much, the Roman powers would not have seen any wealth of investment uh, with Zacharias or Elizabeth or with Joseph and Mary. Yet in the spiritual uh, sight, the faith, the spiritual side of life. Um, Joseph and Mary and Zacharias and Elizabeth played a, 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 a quite fascinating and most important uh, um, office uh, with these children to be born, John and Jesus. And so we are going to look into this account from verses 39 through 56, and remember that cause, and how God did choose the humble, and He did make things that would have seemed impossible, possible. And through that, you and I, of course, can understand the same in uh, its perspective. We belong to Christ. We are a small number, compared to a great many other numbers you might find in the world, in the community, in various other locations in this country. We are very small. It may seem insignificant to a great many. Uh, but yet God can use us. And He can find utility in us because He loves us. And this, of course, not only spiritually for the forgiveness of our sins, which is available to all mankind through Christ, but also for the challenges we might face uh, moving forward in the things this life throws at us. At times it might seem we will never find someone to love. We will never find a best friend to marry. But with God that is possible. 
Be faithful. Have commitment to His local assembly. And God will find the right person for you in due time. It may be the same if you seek a certain career or employment. Put God first. Seek ye first, Matthew 6.33. And in due time, God will answer your prayer. It could be in relationships, unions, careers, finances. It could be all things. If we simply give our lives to God in His due time, He will permit us what is good for our faith. And of course, perhaps in portions of um, uh, spreading the word, perhaps with friends or co-workers, neighbors, family, these things can be challenging and these things might be found with great uh, uh, um, challenges to overcome. But And what seems impossible, yet it can be impossible and is, imposs is possible with God. And so we keep that thought and we keep those things in our heart as we move forward in the text and the account recorded with great detail from Luke and also... May we be wise to recognize the importance of women and how Luke had a fondness for the office of the woman and the task that she had, which was no small responsibility to have within your womb a prophet, a savior of the world. And though these women, Elizabeth and Mary, certainly were most blessed and were unique in their task in the history of humanity, never were they gods to be worshipped, and never were they to be seen above and beyond the power of Christ, but yet they were humble, and they were faithful, and the text will indeed reveal that truth. Verse 39, it says, I quote, Now at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah. And she entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Now when Elizabeth, in verse 41, heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. We stopped for a moment and recognize the context and the information written down by the Holy Spirit, isn't it truly interesting how the Holy Spirit would see it fit to record this account as a child leaping within the womb at the presence and greeting of another? And of course, as a bit of an excursion for our consideration, the human life found within the womb was not called a lump of cells. It was not called a useless uh, batch of flesh that can be disposed of. No, not at all. It was recognized as human life, he or she. And in a time so corrupt as we live in, and where sadly we dispose of the most innocent in our communities, it is important to recognize the words of the Holy Spirit speak the humanity of these babies and how we should always uh, respect, honor, and protect humanity, human beings, babies, 
I find that quite interesting, that when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She was filled with the Word of God, with the faith that had uh, been so passionate within her. And uh, it, it is so truly uh, revealing how there is connection even in the womb and how powerful God is to that end. In verse 42, she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mary is the recipient of such a wonderful office, a task of great responsibility, no doubt, but yet blessed with the child that would be the Savior of mankind. And Elizabeth, of course, recognizes that. And we see here a bond, a cultivated friendship and family between uh, 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 sisters, women, and how indeed in principle that teaches, it teaches us to cultivate that same love. There is no jealousy there. Oh, well, you get to have Jesus. I only have John. <laughs> no, none of those things. You know, at times, some of us, though equal, we are all equal. And that does not change. Yet some of us have different offices and different tasks. And we should not look at each other with jealousy or bitterness. Well, why does he get to do that and I don't? Well, why does she get to tell? Well, what? that creates faction and it creates a, a behavioral corruption that will end in chaos. And sadly, for many of us who have been in the church long enough, we've seen the damage that has come through those uh, delinquencies. No, let's look at the example of these two women who loved each other so much. And the importance of their office was what was kept in priority. And so they, they were so joyful for one another. And we should be joyful for one another. And sisters, you should be joyful for one another in all achievements, in all tasks. Oh, you've received that job you were looking for? Yes, oh, I'm so happy you got that job. Uh, you are with child, oh, that is a blessing, we will celebrate, we will, we will congratulate, we will get together and have a meal, we will, it's always in function and, thought, and thoughtfulness, selflessness to one another, and you can see that in Elizabeth and Mary, and I find that very comforting, as an example we should follow, and you can see that even us men can follow the example of women, when their hearts are faithful and humble, and we should more, we should do so more often than not. And so she cried out with a loud voice. So here is Elizabeth speaking to Mary, saying, Mary, you are blessed among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed are you for being the carrier of a child that will save mankind from their sins, and blessed is the child who is the Savior, the Christ. And in verse 43, it continues and says, And how is it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? You see how humble that is? Uh, I'm so blessed because you, you, you came to me and, and you're revealing this joy with me. Uh, that is such a humble position. It is such a humble position that we should look into and tap into. How blessed are we that our Lord and Master would create us to be His church. 
how wonderful it is that we have His congregation, that we are members of His body, the East Coast congregation that belongs to Christ. What a wonderful thing that is. And you can apply that same behavior, that same humble thankfulness, that honor, that integrity, that uprightness to all facets of what is good that God has blessed us with. And Elizabeth, in her kind and humble heart, is, is overwhelmed with the blessing that here's Mary with a child that will save mankind. And, and she's here with me. And my babe leapt in joy. Like, this is such a wonderful thing to experience. Even in a time where poverty may be a plague upon the people, or famine, or opportunities squandered and removed from society in a time of great despair, in a time of perhaps war and uncertainty. Yet still the blessing of God remains true and real. And may we keep that dear to our hearts when we are challenged with times to come. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Verse 44, for behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Now, of course, things taking place in this witnessed and recorded account is of a supernatural occurrence. They are of divine intervention. God among people. Once again, it had been 400 years. 400 years. To God, 400 years is perhaps but an hour, if you will, if we measure things in time as you and I are submissive to the natural realm and the time in which is uh, our boundary. But for 400 years, mankind, that's a long time for us to not have God among man, and yet here He is. And what a powerful thing that is among the humble. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Um, I've been blessed, my wife and I blessed to have uh, experienced three children. So three times I've seen my lovely wife have a child in the womb. And I still remember the first experiences of the child moving. And it was quite... Um, interesting to say the least, how that functions and how real it is that there is a human life in the womb and he or she is moving. And so at times you would see little lumps go here and little lumps go there and feet or elbows and things. And it's just truly remarkable how God and his engineering skills, his power, uh, can, can create life and speak it into order. Mary and Elizabeth were certainly humble recipients of such a wonderful blessing. And many of us have experienced that wonderful blessing and we should cherish it. And we should recognize it as a memorable thing and noteworthy thing to have experienced to have child. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And indeed, it brings joy. And in verse 45, Blessed is she 
who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. The source power of fulfillment is the Word. Elizabeth and Mary had faith. They were filled with the Word of God and they trusted in God in a very lowly and humble position. And because of that, they became the recipients of a, a, a powerful blessing. And from verse 39 to verse 45, we see the perspective and mind and heart of Elizabeth now transitioning to the heart and mind of Mary from verse 46 to 56. <laughs> and so in verse 46, it says, and I quote, And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit, verse 47, has rejoiced in God my Savior. We stop, we think, we recognize the importance of Mary's song and prayer. She says, my soul exalts the Lord. She belongs to God and her mind is filled with the word of the Lord and her spirit, which is her words, rejoice in God, her Savior. So you see this woman, Mary, with a mind and word for God. That is soul and that is spirit. She has the right heart, the right thinking mind, and the proper words to glorify her God. And she speaks it with passion. And it is very organic, of course. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, she says. In verse 48, For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. Friends, listen. She recognizes the nature of God, how God will bless the humble, we learn the principle, friends, remain humble. Remain humble, remain teachable. We must be a people that can contain civility and a sense in which we have in common to reason together so as to also be the recipients of such wonderful blessings. God recognizes the humble, and He recognized the state of Mary's uh, servitude. She was a slave to the faith, the system in which she was born and raised to understand and follow that the great I Am is the power and the source to bring fulfillment with the Messiah. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. She was not made a god to which we bow down. She was not made an idol to which we, 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 we bow down to. 
She was simply seen as a woman most blessed because she was to be the carrier of the Savior of the world. And that is noteworthy. Verse 49, For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. Holy means separate, obviously. Different. Set apart. He is the living God and He has done. God does things. He works with us. Not because He needs us to accomplish His will, but because He has blessed us with the opportunity to have purpose in life following Him in accordance to His instructions. And Mary understands that. And so very well in her heart to speak this prayer and this song. And in verse 50, And His mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear Him. You know what's missing in the world today? People say, I don't understand. Look at all the violence. Look at all the perversion. Look at, look at the mess we're in. We're, 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 we're almost at war again. What's, why? What has happened? Do you know there was a common phrase spoken in our community once upon a time? Most, especially when criminals were doing crime, you'd hear this. This was a common thing among neighbors in our communities. We'd say, well, somebody better put the fear of God in that man. And so they apprehend the criminal in the community who was a thief. And they bring him to our judges. And he trembled. Because there was a time, there was justice in this country. And there was a time if you were caught as a thief in the community, you were going to have the fear of God put upon you. That was more so active, of course, when capital punishment was a practiced law. When you stand before the judge and the judge sentences you for capital punishment... That might pierce your heart away from criminal activity to now a very humbled and, oh, wow. That's it. The fear of God has left mankind. Why are we a fallen nation? Why have we now in our public sector practiced all sorts of depravity and corruption? We've lost the fear of God. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But you know what fools do? Fools, they despise wisdom. They don't think. This book will make you wise. This book will have you fear God. Mary and Elizabeth feared God. See, we tend to think there is no fear necessary of God because we don't see Him among us in a physical form anymore. Well, He's not here. Can he truly see us? Oh, I assure you, he is real. And he is indeed here and he sees the deeds of mankind. His mercy upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. Towards who? Those who fear him. And what it, for those of us who do fear God, we have his mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is the ability and power to crush someone, but not do so. 
Because we'd much not crush him, we'd much rather teach him a better way. Mercy. We have that if we are faithful in Christ and we fear God. He has done mighty deeds, verse 51. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in the thoughts of their heart. And therein, my dear friends, the result of a culture and a generation that has lost fear in God. God will permit the barbarian to enter our shores and ravage and pillage. Sadly, the innocent become the recipients of such barbarism and war. But I assure you, with enough bloodshed, people begin to repent. And though that is not the prayer that we seek, we'd rather have a change of heart and direction in our country. That is because we seek to know the Christ and love Him than to be the recipients of barbarians coming to destroy us. Yet time and time again throughout history, what have we seen? Men believe in God. They flourish. They prosper. They become wise. They make the right decisions in life. Men remove themselves from God. Destruction, chaos, disorder, division, war, bloodshed. We have the model of our history to look at now. We can see the pattern. And we are wise to fear God. And we are wise to recognize His mercy. And we can certainly see the principle of things being spoken. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, he says in verse 52, and has exalted those who were humble. The proud will fall. The humble will be exalted. This is a true wisdom. And it is seen time and time again. The tyrant has a portion of time on this earth to cause his chaos. But yet, he is soon but an etched memory in our history. Time and time again. Yet the humble remain pure. Have you ever thought that this book, since its perfect completion in the first century, the 66 books of the Holy Bible, all the names here mentioned, like Mary and Elizabeth have been read for millennia and will for millennia more until God opens the sky and brings us home. What a memorable way to have your name etched in words of inspiration. May it be said of us from our generations to come, our children's children's children, speaking of us in such a way that we were humble that we were most blessed to have received the forgiveness of sins by Jesus Christ and no one other. That we were His people. And that model should be followed. He scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their hearts. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go, but the kingdom of Christ remains. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. These are the words passionately spoken from Mary, who is the carrier of a child who will save mankind. Redeem us back to the great I Am. 
verse 53. He has filled the hungry with good things. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Jesus would say, Blessed are those who hunger. Of course. Are you here because you hunger the word of God? You need to know more? What does it mean? What do these words in this book mean? What does it mean for my life? It's a direct challenge for the image in the mirror. Why are we here? Mary and Elizabeth knew why they were there. Why are we here? What is the purpose driving our hearts? Again, we recognize that we are a wonderful, growing friendship and family. And that is a good thing to recognize and a good thing to cultivate. But my dear friends, if the priority of your heart being here is not the Word of God, mainly Jesus Christ, then you will miss it. You see, if I were to depart this earth tonight, you all must keep going on tomorrow. Because you don't follow me, you follow Jesus and Mary and Elizabeth knew that very well. And they were born in an opportune time with an answered prayer to have the office of children. One who would prepare the way, a prophet, and the other who would be the way, the life, the Christ. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. And Mary, in verse 56, stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. When we become the recipients of such a blessing in our lives. We are wise to sing a song. We are wise to pray a prayer. And what is being recognized? The power of God. His justice. The power of God. His justice. And the many blessings and responsibilities we have as His people. Friends, if we give commitment to His local assembly here, to marry, to have children, to have grandchildren, to first and foremost proclaim the truth and love the truth and love people, to not bow down at evil but rather expose it, to do what is right. Friends, we too will be the recipients of such wonderful blessings. And of course, the kingdoms that come and go through these kings who might be corrupt on this earth, they will keep coming and going. And though we have a part to play in the stewardship of our time to do what is right, as it was for Elizabeth and Mary in their, in their age, the priority of our thoughts should always remain first with the kingdom of our Lord and Master. The church that belongs to the Christ... The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is here and now. It was established in the first century as per the penmanship of the Holy Spirit revealed. 
And it takes faith to see the spiritual realm. If you have no faith, you will not see it. It takes faith. And all who seek to become legal citizens of the kingdom of our dear Lord and Master, the keys have been revealed. The keys were the conditions. All must repent. Change your mind. It will lead to a change in direction in life. All who seek to repent and confess Christ as their Lord and Master qualify to be saved. Calling on His name, you are immersed into Christ. As for the instructions of John 3.3, 3, you must be born again, or you will never, you will never see the kingdom. It's a matter of faith. You see, we are broken. Correct? We are broken, we have sinned. We cannot meritoriously earn our salvation. We cannot boast of our works. Paul would rebuke such law in Ephesians chapter 2. We must be humble like the thief on the cross who chose to change his heart and defend the Christ and that day be in paradise with Jesus. We must have that humble heart that we see Mary and Elizabeth have. That is when we will see the Christ and we will see our way to his tomb and be buried with him and be risen back to newness of life. Born again. John 3, 5, Mark 16, 16, Colossians 2, 12, Galatians 3, 26 and 27, Romans 6, 3 and 4, Acts 2, 38, Acts 8, 36, and so on and so forth. To be saved by Christ has been descriptively known as being buried, clothed, saved, washed, Acts 22, 16, baptizo, baptized, plunged, dipped, submerged. There is no power in water, and there is no power in the individual who helps you go down into the water. The faith you have in Christ is what will save you when you are buried with Him and you come up out of that water. Friends, that is always available to any who seek become a legal citizen of His kingdom, forgiven of sins. May we be found also as we, re as we read this account with a humble heart to learn and grow. Okay, so that will conclude this portion of Scripture. Lord willing, next week we will do 57 through, I believe, 79 or 80, I suppose, something like that. We'll see how much time we got. But, uh, yeah, we'll proceed further now with uh, this song.